This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Amulet Books. Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo is the third installment in the hilarious New York Times best-selling children's book series filled with inventions, science experiments, and baseball-playing robots, all by former National Ambassador for Young People's Literature, John Sheska, and mad scientist illustrator Brian Biggs. That's Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo, on sale now from Amulet Books. Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. And hey, Kristen, this is our 21st episode, so we're 21, woo! <laughs> 21 weeks? 21 weeks, <laughs> but that's like 21 in podcasting years. <laughs> hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. On today's episode of Spawned, we'll talk about... Booze! Booze! <laughs> Not boot like Halloween booze, but like <laughs> drinking booze because, you know, we're 21 and all. And we'll also talk about Pinterest syndrome and the holidays. And finally, we'll close out our show with each of our cool picks of the week. But first, I want to tell you a funny story about my cool pick of the week from last week. Oh, remember? The, um, like the shippens. Right. The poop wipes for people with opposable thumbs. Well, the best part was that like, was you know, all the celebrity endorsements basically just right, said, oh, right, it's a right. great gag gift. Jenny McCarthy. So, you know, our poor director of sponsorships, Lisa, her sewer basically blew up. At her house. I know, that same day. It so was I like sent her some chitons. <laughs> you did? I did. And I said, um, you know, like maybe these will help for next time. Oh my God. Something. Did she use them? I don't know if she used them, but she did say it was the best laugh she, that she had had, at least in a very long time. That's so, hilarious. Anyway, they are definitely Liz and Kristen's celebrity podcasters endorse chitons <laughs> as a gag gift as well. Okay, this is so gross. Can we talk about something more appetizing? Yes, like booze. Okay, booze. So we're 21 today. We are. Okay, so I think about a lot about booze. I I think a lot about booze. I don't drink a lot, actually. I don't drink very much. You don't. And, um, you know, I kind of have a glass of wine with dinner, and my boyfriend's more like into the interesting cocktails. Like, he'll look at the bourbon fancy drink with like crushed sage and fancy ice cubes or whatever like on the menu. The the ice cubes are the size of like planet Earth. Exactly. (laughs) Planet Earth ice cubes. And I'm like, I'll have a glass of the Sauvignon Blanc. So I realized I'm like not very interesting. I remember those days like when I was single, like when I was younger and I would make like Bloody Marys for brunch on the weekends. I'm always at you. Like we write about cocktails on Cool Mom Eat every Friday and people like make those drinks. They really do. And honestly, they're not super involved. But for me, like (laughs) I'm like, like, I'm like, oh, can I just unscrew the wine for a change? I don't have to find the cork. Dude, this is me. Basically, what alcohol pairs with this drink? juice box I have in my fridge. <laughs> oh, you're mixing juice boxes with alcohol. Because I don't, first of all, I don't that really keep. That is such keep, a mom It drink. is, because I don't keep it's alcohol like in my house. Honest kids, lemonade and vodka. Right. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm going to do a whole series of like drinks for parents. You have to do that. That's really funny. Well, it's like this, you know, the Tropicana whatever goes well with vodka. I know. I'm super boring. I will say we do have sake in the house. Oh. And so sometimes when we like order in sushi, we'll just like warm up some really crap rock cut <laughs> sake and that's I, really I love it. that's actually a really smart idea well I know you're supposed to be like fancy and drink the really good quality like frozen delicious stuff you know sake can be really expensive and really good oh yeah but I like that 
really crappy stuff that you serve hot in the little containers. <laughs> do you do you drink it from a wooden box or do you yeah, use we like have a like sippy little, cup? No, we, yeah, to go with your we use the recycled juice box containers that you're using for your cocktails. <laughs> no, no, we actually have a little sake set. But I still have all these kind of cocktail accoutrements left over from my single days. And I just I realize I just kind of am a wine gal now, pretty much. Do you remember though when you turned twenty one or around that time, like what oh, yeah. your drink was back or before then? I turned twenty one? Oh now I can't even. I can't, back then I could. What did not you have drink imagined. when you were like underage? And for our kids listening, we're just kidding. We didn't really drink when we were <laughs> underage. <laughs> okay, if you were to have drunk when you were underage, Kristen and our children, I did what, not what inhale. What would you Liz? have drunk? I did not inhale. <laughs> <laughs> What did you drink? Seriously, did you have like a high school drink? Oh, uh, no, I didn't have a high school drink. I left for college when I was 16, and I graduated right when I turned 20. So You're like the Judy (laughs) Hauser of music therapists. I just never, I never was 21 at at college. Like, I came back for homecoming the year after, and I still wasn't 21. I was the designated driver. Wow. And if I I had being like, my birthday's in September, so I hated that junior year I couldn't drink because I had to Meanwhile. September. And you're like, you have to wait till two years out I'm of in my third year of grad school, and I'm finally ordering a beer at the bar. No. Okay, so here's what I might have had. Yes. Zima. <laughs> That's bad. For me, it was White Zinfandel. It was the late 80s. What? I know. Was White's it Boone's Farm? Disgusting. I don't know what it... No, it was... Um, Oh, God, I don't remember the brand. I just remember it was probably like $6 a bottle. Of course. It was bright pink. It tasted like something that should be in your Halloween candy bag. <laughs> and and I felt very grown up for, like, ordering wine. And I remember, like, learning that trick that it, when you were underage, like, if you just walked into a bar and looked like you were supposed to be there and put it down on the table, like, that they, they didn't encourage you. If you, like, kind of crept up slowly and looked around and looked embarrassed. You're like, it was like McLovin. I was McLovin <laughs> with White Zinfandel <laughs> trying to buy booze. So, yeah, I had White Zinfandel, which I learned later was absolutely disgusting. Well, and then I graduated from Zima to, like, Zima with Jolly Ranchers. And then I went wait, up wait, a what step. what does that mean? What? You don't know? All right, listeners. No, I was in the Jello please. Shot generation. Oh, okay. See? So we would put Jolly Rancher candy in the Zima to flavor it. I mean, have you ever had a Zima, Liz? Did you uh, ever drink yes, one? they were nasty. It's just like flavored alcoholic water. <laughs> I used to drink slippery nipples. Do you remember those? Yes. So it was like Bailey's, vodka, and there was just a little drop of maraschino cherry juice or um, grenadine, I guess. And so it would leave that little pink round... <laughs> nipple-like <laughs> shape at the bottom of the glass after you drink it. We're like, oh, we're so mature with nipples hanging off of our glasses. Now, after breastfeeding four kids, it's like the bubblegum nipple. <laughs> yeah, I think White Russians, though, that was the that was my White downfall. Russians? Dude, yeah. Midori Sours. Ugh. Midori Sours. First of all, the calories alone would kill me now. Oh, you can't please. drink that stuff. And when you know what? Over, I like, would 25. much rather have a high calorie coffee drink. That's the sad part, right? <laughs> if I'm going to like spend my calories, where do I want to put them? I'd rather eat my kids' fun size <laughs> Snickers. So, anyway, I feel like I should get like more sophisticated and make some kind of, you know, Time rosemary gin fizz or something, but I I'm boring. So if you come over, you guys, wine. We're having wine <laughs> or booze the- and juice boxes. If you're going to Kristen's house, <laughs> well, but you know what? Let's let's have the listeners. Let's let, you guys need to weigh in. We want to know what your favorite drink is. Is there something that you guys love that we need to make? I also want to know if people have like guilty pleasure drinks from when they were kids. Like, oh yeah, I bet there's somebody out there who's like, you know, I don't make fun of white Russians. I still like them. I used to make soy Russians. Because I have a dairy problem. (laughs) 
<laughs> and a drinking mixing problem, obviously. All right. So tweet us at Cool Mom Picks with the hashtag Spawn Show. You can catch us on Facebook or drop us an email, spawned at coolmompicks.com. And this is not an endorsement of underage drinking. We'll be right back to talk about Pinterest syndrome in the holidays. But first... Book three in the hilarious science-themed children's book series from Amulet Books. Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo is perfect for fans of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Like my kids. And your kids. Are your Wait, your kids are wimpy? <laughs> They're fans. They're fans. We're big fans of the books, too. Oh, gosh. This oh. is like a subject now in agreement issue. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> it's really great for new chapter book readers who are looking for something really funny and really smart and something to make them smart. I'm all for books that make kids smarter. I'm not. I like books that make kids stupider. <laughs> is stupider a word? No. Speaking of which. I would know that if I read more children's books like Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo. The New York Times bestselling team of John Sheska and Brian Biggs have created a very unique world of fun. Wait, you cannot have a very unique world. You can only have a unique world. And you would know that if you also read more books by John Sheska. <laughs> <laughs> but this well, is a unique book. Yes, and it's full of real science facts. Too bad it's not full of grammar facts, too, because otherwise (laughs) I would read it. (laughs) It's got adventure, humor, and robots. The six-book series follows the adventures of kid inventor and scientist Frank Einstein and his best friend Watson and their two robots, Clink and Clank. Well, I say pick it up. Frank Einstein and the Brain Turbo from Amulet Books. So I have this love-hate relationship with Pinterest. I think that is the story for most people, don't you think? Yes. And now I will say we have a very comprehensive investigative report on our site on Cool Mom Picks about Pinterest and all the changes that have happened over the last year and why I like it less now than I used to. But that said, it's still a very good resource for finding like craft ideas and good costume ideas for my kids who are still arguing about costumes like a minute before Halloween. I think it's especially challenging over The holidays. I started seeing holiday crap in my Pinterest feed, no kidding, in June. It's like Like worse than the stores. Make your own advent calendar. I'm like, why does it take six (laughs) months to make it? Because it probably does, considering some some of the stuff we see. Yeah, yeah, And we use Pinterest a lot. Yeah, yes, yes. We pin stuff. We always curate good crafts and DIY ideas. But I think we really try hard to look at our stuff and go, I wouldn't really do that. Or no mom can really do that. Or I don't own a hot glue gun. Like, we try to be realistic about stuff that people can actually make. I think about that a lot because I do a lot of the pinning for Cool Mom Tech. Yeah. I know you do a lot for Cool Mom Picks and then Stacy, our food editor, and you also work together for Cool Mom Eats. And I know it's a big deal to make sure that the stuff we're putting on there is not like, here's a fabulous healthy dessert, grapes rolled in crystal light. <laughs> like what? My favorite is like you see these made for Pinterest graphic images with type and it's like 100 Thanksgiving easy side dishes. And you look and it's like, this requires quinces only grown in Brazil. And this requires, I'm like, how is this easy? So it's like clickbait, right? It gets you to click over and look. And then you're like, none of this stuff is good. And I think it's creating, like you're saying, Pinterest syndrome, right? Where you, you're looking at all this fabulous stuff and people are telling you, it's easy. It's fun. I do it all the time. And like you start to feel bad. Like, am I the only mom out there who's not making like delicious 18,000 ingredient stuffings? for Thanksgiving. Well, when we read magazines, we knew that there were art directors and photographers and that photos were taken many, many times. But I think what happens is you go on Pinterest and you're like, 
well, she's like a mom like me. And oh, her children, that's a really you good know, point. her children are perfectly dressed and she's made these crafts and look at her table. And so, like, I should be able to do that. It's not like she's an art director or a magazine editor. And I think there is a disconnect. I that's think that's happening. a really good point. So it's like, I'm a mom. I'm looking for ideas from other moms. And what I'm not realizing is this woman actually is a professional prop stylist. <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> or, you know, or basically a cookbook author. As one. Or, yeah. I mean, even like for food, we look at a lot of amazing um, recipes to carry it on Cool Mom Eats. And some of them are beautifully photographed, but then you look at the recipes and they're like nothing anybody could really make at home. Right. So I think you're right. I think that it, they, it seems so accessible that it creates more mom guilt and God knows the last thing we need in the world is more mom guilt. Do you think that people were going this crazy before Pinterest or do you think that Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, the kind of visual social media sharing is the impetus for people to do more, show off more, put their best foot forward and kind of, you know, oh, get bragging it's clearly, rights. It's so clearly you don't think people were this creative no. before? No, I don't. Okay. I mean, I think that there were some people that were creative. Uh-huh. But the problem is now everyone thinks they're really creative. So let me ask you something. Tell me what you have found that's actually been good on Pinterest. Because I know that it's good for a lot of good things. Like, have you have you actually found valuable things that you yeah. can think of? My that- tattoo. <laughs> what? Are you it's serious? It's great for tattoos. Wait. See, again, it's really good for inspiration because then you don't have to worry about, you like, directions. You found your tattoo yeah, on Pinterest? No. I'm showing Liz my tattoo. I know. I'm seeing Kristen's skin. Oh, it's really gorgeous. Oh, yeah, the one on it's her back. It's a phoenix. It's amazing. Wow, I can't believe you found that on yeah, Pinterest. Yeah, actually, if you're looking to get a tattoo, people, Pinterest is a really great place to go. Well, here's the thing I've used it for. I have a secret board called Recipes for Liz's Kids who eat nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So I found things like a pita bread salad with cucumber, mint, and feta. And I'm like, okay, my older daughter likes those individual components. Maybe she will like them together. Or I found like non-meat sources of protein. Oh, that's really they helpful. they barely eat any meat. They're pastitarians. <laughs> so if the idea is they can eat a handful of almonds or, you know, Greek yogurt, then that's great. So actually, I, I find it really helpful for things like that, which is very specific. It's not just like crafty inspiration. It actually helps me with my life. Well, other than tattoos, I will say that there are some really good organization ideas on Pinterest. Yeah, we have an organization board. And a lot of those are things that we've used ourselves. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can store my paper towels like that. That's yeah. really smart. I mean, I. I think whatever makes people happy is great. But I think there are certain things that are so time-consuming, and mine will never look like they look on Pinterest. Like, that's the other thing. There's, like, this disappointment well, it gets, factor. Right. It gets frustrating. Yeah. It like, gets I'm really looking, frustrating. Okay, I'm just looking at a board right now that's, like, DIY advent calendar, right? So there's an entire Pinterest board just filled with gorgeous, amazing DIY advent calendar ideas. Some of them happen to be really great. Some of them, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, there's no way I'm going to, like, get out a soldering iron and copper (laughs) and create an entire, like, mini Christmas village with, like, actual hinged flaps of all the doors. This is crazy. Well, you know, I love to give my kids experiences. And oftentimes, like, those experiences are making things or doing things together. I like that. I'm a much better mom. You are pretty crafty. I can be crafty, but I'm a much better mom, I find, when I'm involved in doing something with them. So I do appreciate that about Pinterest. There are some great ideas on there. The problem is like trying to find them, number one. And number two, it is this whole 
concept of the end product. I mean, for me, a lot of times it's the interaction and it's the process of making it that's more valuable than the final product. But then, like, you're looking at your cotton ball wreath (laughs) (laughs) compared to someone else's cotton ball wreath. And then you lose the true meaning of what you were doing in the first place. You know what? Actually, some of my favorite crafts that we put on our site actually are not great photographs or perfect crafts. It's like a kid painted a Halloween pumpkin with watercolors. Yeah. And I love ideas like that because it makes people go, oh, I can totally do that. My kids can totally do that. And I won't feel bad that theirs doesn't come out like the professional one in like a design magazine. So I actually like the imperfect stuff. And I, you know what? I'm inspired by the perfect stuff. But like I'm looking right now at holiday wooden spoons that look like snowmen (laughs) painted (laughs) with like little bell scarves and some kind of protrusion for a nose and I'm like who's doing this I don't know and you can't not stir me. anything with it <laughs> it is not a functional spoon for me it's like a mom guilt thing like I think there's just so much pressure already you know when I'm putting together a bunch of crafts for a holiday on our site I'm always thinking like what will be helpful what's doable what do people have the time to do and what will make people feel bad? Like, I don't want to ever put up anything that makes people feel like, God, I could never do that. (laughs) (laughs) Who's doing these things? I'm looking right now at rustic wood snowman head DIY. I'm not even kidding. It requires having like an upcycled piece of wooden fence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Liz, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I have have one right here in my bag. I have one lying around (laughs) in my my Brooklyn apartment. And so anyway, it's pretty funny. Like that they're like they're like, bust out your scrap pile and you can who has a scrap pile? I don't know. Maybe the point is some of these things are helpful for some people and not others. I am in the others group. I'm in the non-crafty group where I want cool ideas that I can do with my kids, but that does not require like a RISD degree. (laughs) Also, there's a big difference between inspiration versus like an actual tutorial too. Oh, and I that's think a really, sometimes really sometimes people just want to you just want to be inspired. So like why are you going to Pinterest? Like because sometimes I am looking for a recipe. Like I right. need and sometimes I just want to be like, you know, I want to change the way my living room looks. I, I want some inspiration. And so I think if you can separate that out and know your purpose, it'll help with the guilt. I think it also helps to know the source. Yes, because I yes. remember Martha Stewart got a little flack about a year ago for kind of making fun of bloggers. And I don't think she maybe meant it like it came out or maybe she did. But she basically said, you know, we have recipe testers in our kitchens. Like we work on these recipes and do them over and over. And there's a protocol for making sure recipes are great. She says something like, you don't even know who these bloggers are. And <laughs> <Ouch>. um, exactly. <laughs> and that's true for some people. But I think there's some very trusted, outstanding you know, home cooks that yeah. do amazing recipes. I will say I have tried some recipes on Pinterest. They're nasty. Yeah. I tried yeah. this like some kind of like alternate <laughs> version of puppy chow and it was so sweet. It was inedible. Wait, it whoa, was, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. Do you, you know just, what that stuff is? It's like, um, uh, did you just say dog food? No, a puppy chow. It's see, it's like one of those <laughs> Pinteresty things. I spend more time in there than you. It's like, um, Chex Mix with many marshmallows and powdered sugar. Oh it's, God. Or they, reindeer, you know they people call, call it that? reindeer chow. Yes, they call it reindeer food. Okay, they well, call it reindeer whatever. food. Whatever, it's a regional thing. <laughs> Bear chow, lemurs, whatever oh, animal God. you like. So um, anyway, there was a version of it that I thought looked kind of clever, and we made it, but it was like so, it was disgusting. 
Honestly, it was so bad. Yeah. So know and your so, source. Know I think know your source your is source. good. And I think actually that's one of the challenges I have with the way Pinterest has changed things. They're like, well, people are searching for recipes. People are searching for crafts. And my feeling is, no, I'm searching for crafts and recipes from people I trust. Yes. I'm looking for people that I know curate great things and really take the time to share good things and not just like make something crazy because it'll get them a lot well, of clicks. Otherwise, it becomes a headache and it's a waste of time. And who? <laughs> Who has time to well, waste, that's the thing. especially to save us time. at the holidays? Okay, so I think one of the tricks for Pinterest is be really, really specific. Now, one of the good things they've done is they've changed the search. So if you type in Christmas crafts, underneath it'll say a bunch of options for kids to make. DIY, homemade, for toddlers, dollar store, rustic. So you can add these additional adjectives or qualifiers to your search to help give you more of what you're looking for. So I'd suggest that people start there, like be more and more specific. Or you can always just look for crafts, cool mom picks. <laughs> and you'll find really good stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So listen, we want to hear if you guys aren't Pinterest, do you follow us on Pinterest? And what do you think about trying to keep up? Because I think it's a big thing. I'm seeing it over and over again. Yeah. Does it stress you out? Does yeah. it make you feel guilty? Does it just make you shake your head and laugh like, ah, I'll never do that? Or maybe it inspires you like, to do more fun things with your kids. So tweet us at Cool Mom Picks. Use the hashtag Spawn Show. Visit us on Facebook. You can drop us an email, spawned at coolmompics.com. And we're on Pinterest. Believe it or not. Yes. After all this. We're Cool Mom <laughs> Eats, Cool Mom Tech, and Cool Mom Picks. All right. Now it's time for Cool Picks of the Week. Cool Picks of the Week. All right. Well, I'm going first. Yes. Please do. Okay. So speaking of Pinterest... You know, all the crazy nail designs on there. You know, I have this weird aversion to nail designs on Pinterest. I automatically unfollow every nail. I know. Board. You're like that and like I don't know why. patterned paper out. towels. You know how some <laughs> people don't like their feet touched? Like, I can't look at nails. It creeps me out. I don't know why. Well, this has nothing to do with nails. Good. So lucky oh, for God. you. Oh, God. I was starting to get like very sweaty. But there's, you know, there's the whole thing going around on Pinterest where you can use um, tape to help you with your eyeliner line. Have you seen that? So that you draw, so you so get that, a straight line? <laughs> yes. That's clever. Yeah. But guess what? What? What parent can keep tape in their house? Oh, your I know. Ours is a cares. Seriously. I guarantee you if I go into my daughter's bed right now, I'll find like six rolls under her pillow. Same here. <laughs> it's like their favorite thing. So forget that. So instead, I fell in love with this, and I'm going to say it right now, a little expensive but awesome eyeliner from Chanel. Wait, is it the black? Um... Yes. It's so good. You just tried it? I just tried I it. I wrote it up like a year ago. But did cool you put office. it on Pinterest? No. <laughs> probably not. No, we did like a splurge or steal Okay, so here's thing. the funny story. Yeah, it's a really good Yes, product. it's really good. So the funny thing is that I had a Dior one that I loved and I couldn't remember. I was at the store and I'm like, crap, is it Dior or Chanel? Two French names. Like, what the <laughs> heck do I do? So, They're I'm, so different. What's I know, wrong with you? I don't know. So I go, I buy the Chanel. I get it in brown and black because I'm feeling crazy. Wow. And I That's do. Like, now your kids are going to eat ramen for like six months. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now that, but I have beautiful eyes. I have to, t I am amazed by it. It's it is a great so, product. I don't need the Pinterest tape because I put it right on. 
It is so easy to use, and it stays on all day, but it's not waterproof because I wear contacts. It's a really, 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 really I am really so good excited product. about this eyeliner. We'll link it up on our site, of course, on our podcast awesome. page. All right, so what do you have? I'm going in a different direction. You know, not all of our listeners to Spawn know Coolmompix that well. And one of the reasons we originally started the site was to help support indie. They weren't called makers then. They were artisans, right? Yes. Nobody makers co- is the new hot word. I know. It's like decider. So one thing I've seen lately is that there'll be somebody that we've been supporting for years and the next thing you know we're getting 10 pitches from copycat companies that are completely ripping off the thing that the original artist made. So we started a new series on Cool Mom Picks called The Originals where we want to honor and support original makers who are doing really cool things that are now getting ripped off all yeah, over the place. Yeah, they're so cool that everyone else wants to make them. And so we started by this Etsy shop called Umemi. It's in Iceland, and it's this woman who did these really cool knot pillows. They, they're, re- they're, they're, they're amazing. Giant, they look like giant, you know, like sailor knots, and they're gorgeous. And what happened was I found these, and then when I started looking around for other pictures of them on the internet, what I saw is a lot of crafters were kind of stealing their images and then telling you how to make it yourself, Ugh, or, you know, they annoying. were, like, ripping off their stuff. And I don't think people always do it maliciously, but... You know, that's what was happening. So I thought, well, let's write a post to, like, support the original maker because she came up with the idea. And just like with Pinterest, your stuff will probably not come out as well as hers. So we launched the series with her. Next, we're going to talk about Susan Peterson of Freshly Picked, who makes amazing handmade moccasins. Yes. And, boy, are we getting a lot of people who are copying her designs right down to every last detail. That's crazy. So I love this series. I hope you'll check it out on Cool Mom Picks. It's called The Originals. And if you guys are an original maker that have done something really special and original for a long time and you think that people are now kind of copying you. We know that copyright law is a little tricky and sometimes it's hard to know who came up with an idea first but you know if you really think you've done something special let us know because we'd really love to cover you and support you. It's really what we started our site for. That's awesome. That's I, it cool made me week. smile when I saw it on our site. Cool Mom Picks is our cool pick of the week. Is that like really <laughs> self-congratulatory? I don't mean it to be that way. No. I want to just support like cool makers. Send people to Cool Mom Picks. Why not? Where Yay. else are they going to go? There's nowhere else on the internet <laughs> worth visiting. <laughs> well, that has been episode 21. I don't know if it was as exciting as my 21st actual birthday celebration. At my 21st birthday, there was a man wearing leopard print underwear screaming at me in the middle of a dance club. That's a was story for later. Was he your date? Or was this... <laughs> Very funny. Maybe that's for episode 22. All right. Well, we have to say thank you so much to our producer, Sarah Abdurrahman, and also to Laura Mayer and Annie Bowers at Panoply, and our engineer, Zach Dinerstein. We love Zach. In the house. And listen, you guys, thank you so much for leaving us ratings and reviews over on iTunes. It really does help us get the word out about the show. And you know what? At a very basic level, it just makes us feel good. And I actually read this on Pinterest, so you know it's true. Every time you leave us a five-star review, an angel gets its wings. (laughs) (laughs) So please make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and download that episode. Yes, it really does make a difference. Thank you so much for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. 